Zara, I am so excited to talk about today's sponsor. It's the new film, Challenges. It's from the director of Call Me By Your Name, Luca Guadagnino, and stars and is produced by none other than our girl Zendaya. Yeah, you know I love her. You love her too. I love her so much. Zendaya plays Tashi Duncan, a former tennis prodigy turned coach who is married to a Grand Slam champion, currently on a losing streak. And if that's not bad enough, Tashi's strategy to help her husband break his curse sort of takes a surprising and awkward turn. Hmm, awkward indeed. Because now he must face off against his former best friend and Tashi's ex-boyfriend, Patrick. Zara, the tensions are running high. I know. Tashi's someone who makes no apologies for her game on and off the court. It's her game, her rules, but with her past and present colliding, Tashi must face reality and ask herself, what will it cost to win? Challenges is the sexy drama that everyone's talking about and it's definitely not one you want to miss. It's about passion, friendship and what happens when your past comes back to challenge you. You can grab a ticket from Tuesday the 26th. So grab your friends and get excited. I will be grabbing you and we are definitely going to be going to watch it. Oh, please. Thank you so much to Challenges for making this episode of Shameless possible. Welcome to Shameless, the pop culture podcast for smart people who love dumb stuff. You're joined, as always, by Melbourne writers Michelle Andrews and Zara McDonald. Hello, Zara McDonald, and hello, producer Annabelle. Hello. Hi. Coming up on today's show, a Carrie Bickmore and Tommy Little actually dating. Plus, Selena Gomez and Hayley Bieber have supposedly put their feud <laughs> to bed. Gwyneth Paltrow's ski crash court case has social media in a stranglehold. Harry Styles and Emrata were caught kissing on the streets of Tokyo. And kissing is a generous term. And Reese Witherspoon has announced the end of her marriage. But first, Michelle... How was your week? An interesting week for Shameless Media HQ, particularly you and I, Zara. Your little face ended up all over the media in well, the last week. I unwittingly became the face of... Eras to a leaks. Yeah, the eras to a leaks. <laughs> I really didn't realise this had happened until the end of Monday. Yeah. Context for those who missed it. In last week's Your Safe Friday, you did something that none of us thought was particularly special. No, one of our listeners listeners wrote in anonymously and said, hush, hush, I work at the MCG, Taylor Swift tour dates have been locked in for next year. Yes. And I just posted that without verifying or fact checking because that's what your Safe Friday is all about. It's just about (laughs) spreading rumours. A little half-faced selfie. Yeah, it was just half my face and I sort of like a raised eyebrow. (laughs) And then by the end of Monday, I was like, Oh, no. <laughs> I'm famous. I've accidentally caused every publication in the Australian media to report on this as if it's fact using the one screenshot of my eye. You've, you've caused quite the ruckus. We've caused quite the ruckus. I think my favourite detail is that 
I'm guessing a lot of journalists wrote about this story without being super familiar with how Instagram stories and Q&As on Instagram stories work. Because people thought it was not a selfie of you, but a selfie of an MCG employee. Yeah, well, this is the most ridiculous thing is like by Monday night, my dad called me, who I didn't actually think looked at our Instagram stories <laughs> or necessarily followed what we did on social media. And he said, I think 3AW might be reporting on this Taylor Swift thing. And I go, oh, right. And he goes... Yeah, it's just that the entertainment reporter has said <laughs> that you were the leak and that the MCG would very easily be able to find the leak of this because the person who leaked it put half their face to an Instagram story. <laughs> Silly Zara. And I was like, oh God, what has accidentally happened? That said, even though I posted this with no thought, no verification, mm. no fact checking, which is not a great indictment on the Australian <laughs> media, i got to say, it sounds to be relatively true. Well, we've spoken to a few sources since... And I think we definitely have more info on Melbourne than any other city. I don't know if the other cities just have their shit together and the NDAs are actually working. It seems like Melbourne, MCG, Feb or very early March is what we've heard from multiple credible sources since we shared the Instagram story. We also know that a Sydney show is happening. Unfortunately, other cities, not quite clear. A couple of whispers, maybe a Brisbane show. But then even then... People were coming to us with Brisbane info that was just so wildly disparate. One person would say Brisbane in November at the Gabba and one person would be like (laughs) Brisbane in April. So fingers crossed for Brisbane and for every Australian city, but it looks like uh, maybe Melbourne and Sydney. I was going to say, unfortunately, it might be a bit of Sydney and Melbourne (laughs) privilege. Um, I might be getting married around that time so somebody else can take my ticket because I might not be able to go. Yeah, you're a little stressed. Neither can you do. (laughs) So unfortunately, that's We will happily miss the Eras Tour. (laughs) That's the way the cookie crumbles. Do you have a recommendation for me? I do. It's not my best rec ever, but it is a rec. On the weekend. (laughs) Way to manage expectations. (laughs) On the weekend, one of our best friends was trying to figure out what to do for his birthday and we were kind of standing on the Yarra me and his partner and we saw these things called go boats go past down the Yarra River in Melbourne like quite a chill small boat going quite slow but like all these people had cute little picnics on the inside like they've got these little tables and everything set up these little speakers and Kate and I were looking at each other being like, that would be a fun thing to do. We ended up booking it for her partner Tom's birthday and we all went together. And I just think it is the cutest thing to do on your weekend to book a go boat. They don't just run in Melbourne. They run in actually, I think it's four different cities around Australia, including Canberra. Well Canberra. done. No Melbourne, Sydney privilege here. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats to Canberra. But definitely book this because especially if you're on a third date with someone, I think this could be the cutest third date idea under the sun. But you start. No, but you can book an hour. You can book one hour, two hour or three hours. And I think an hour for a date, pretty standard. You can also have toilet breaks. Like you can dock that's, the boat and go to the bathroom and stuff. That's my worry when I see people do these things down the hour. Is like, <laughs> if you're drinking this much, how do you go to the bathroom? It gives you a slight sense you're of like, claustrophobia. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's just, just n- that's not on. That's not on. No, but I recommend it. It's not super expensive, super cute way to have a wine with your friends on the weekend. I bloody loved it. 
Well done. Thanks. Thanks. It's not my best rec, but I'll go with it. No, what it's about not you? yours, though, either. <laughs> I have two quick recs. One doesn't really count. It's just the fact that Succession is back, season four, episode one. Mm-hmm. Wonderful episode. An hour-long flat. Isn't that generous to just big, juicy, fat ep? That is the most un-you thing you've ever said. I know. The but- woman who says, I simply don't have time for television, is now saying, a one-hour-long episode. How lucky am I? Well, I also say <laughs> movies are too long, so I don't actually know where I sit on anything. I have been also listening listening to the Sydney Morning Herald's culture podcast, the drop that I've mentioned on the show before, they're doing weekly recaps. So if you are a Succession watcher, anyone who watches Succession should be self-aware enough to know, like I am, that there is, I feel a lot you miss when you're watching the episodes because they're quite dense. So I've been listening to that recap as well. But I actually have also started watching a new television show as well. I've been looking for a show recently that's sort of an old drama that was really popular that might have passed me by to sort of fill the dead time. I was just looking for something like a Mad Men. Did you guys ever watch Mad Men? I love. I was Mad like, Men. surely I can find another Mad Men, like a really good yes. solid show that used to be really popular. You've really set the bar <laughs> high. I know. I've settled on The Good Wife. Oh, you spoke about this the other day. What, in the office? Sorry, <laughs> yeah. I'm not allowed to no, say no, no, no. You things said, twice. You said, I'm looking to start The Good Wife. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, go for it. Yeah, and you did it. And I did it. And I'm about three or four episodes in and I am really, really enjoying it. I didn't realise how big it was at the time that it aired. Am I right in thinking it starts with a politician's affair? Well, more like they call it sex scandal. Mm. And it's sort of a politician who loses his job and then the wife has to go back to work. And it's sort of about her navigating the world after their family has been shamed. I actually think you'd like it, but if you're looking for a solid drama, you know, just to sort of like fill the gaps in your life, yep, just to have something on the go, I'm really enjoying it. On the like lowbrow, highbrow scale, is it saucy lowbrow or is it like a super high-end drama? No, neither. I would say it's a little like, So far, it's reminding me of, and anyone who's watched the show for a long time might think this is really dumb because I've only watched four episodes, a cross between maybe Suits and Law and Order. Oh, yeah. I agree. And, we can get around that. We and like maybe that. a little bit of politics, sexy things in there. So it's not too it's not too highbrow. Great. I love that you knew I didn't want too highbrow. I can go as low as you want to go. <laughs> yeah, well, it can go low, let me tell you that. Let's jump into the show today. We are rolling off a massive quick and dirty because there are so many stories we wanted to talk about. Mm. We're starting locally, Mish. Do you want to take it away for the first story i will our first story for the episode carrie bickmore's ex hurt amid rumors she's dating tommy little that is from yahoo lots to unpack here if you are not listening from australia just some top line info tommy little and carrie bickmore are two of our most high profile media personalities They have worked together for many, many years, Zara. Yeah, they co-host a radio show together here in Melbourne. Now, for some added context, Carrie Bickmore and her ex-partner, Chris Walker, announced they were splitting up after 11 years in January this year. And last week, the Daily Mail published what I would say was a pretty flimsy anonymous report that Tommy and Carrie were now perhaps romantically involved in the wake of her split. Mm. I read this at the time and was like, wow, this is not the greatest reporting I've ever seen. It was like full anonymous sources. It was like very general, nothing specific. I would love to sit here and be like, I too raised an eyebrow. (laughs) Instead, I was sitting there being like, Carrie and Tommy are together. (laughs) Well, yeah, it it wasn't the kind of thing that we'd necessarily bring to the show 
because of this one report, right? Mm. I saw the report, thought nothing of it. Then on Thursday evening, the story kind of got a little weirder when Chris Walker, Carrie's ex-partner, shared a photo on Instagram of himself, Carrie and Tommy that was taken as part of a radio stunt years ago. Now, I think it's important that I explain what this photo is. It's it's hard to explain, so I'm curious to see how you're going to do it. All right, so you've got Carrie's two older children standing in front of Carrie and Chris, and they're all sort of in a line facing to the side, like a little conga line. Like maybe. a train. Like, like a, a train. train, exactly. Yep. Behind Chris is Tommy, so you've got a line of them all. <laughs> Carrie's pregnant. Her then-partner Chris is holding the bump. Tommy is behind Chris as a joke holding his ass. Yes. And the idea, the kind of joke is in this stunt. <laughs> Annabelle's you for I love that one. Good one, Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> wink, wink. Um, you larrikin, Tommy. <laughs> that is a bit larrikin, right? The joke is, I think, inferred in this photo that Tommy's what, like the fifth or sixth wheel in this family. The photo was actually taken for like a UNICEF Australia save a newborn appeal. Mm. So it had meaning there. But I think the joke was... Oh, Tommy's just like inserting himself as part of this family. Tommy's part of the family or at least the relationship because Chris is looking over his shoulder in annoyance at Tommy. As if to be like, you pest, get get out of here. Get your hands off my ass. Get your hands off my ass and my family. Yeah, and this was taken quite a few years ago. Chris reshares this old photo without a caption to his Instagram account at about midnight on Thursday. I was about to say, I think the time of day is important. This was a late night share. It was. I think we can all relate to a late night share that we regret. Yes. And so it was deleted six hours later. And so then people naturally started to wonder, was this flimsy reporting actually true like is this why Chris Walker is sharing this photo why else would he post this what an interesting decision to make and I genuinely sat at my desk and thought I can't quite make sense of this like it is Mm. a bit confusing in the days after he posted this photo there have been Lots of sources. (laughs) Lots of anonymous sources on the record. Sources are plenty. But the Herald Sun did report that Chris Walker perhaps didn't actually believe the rumours about Carrie and Tommy, but, and this is an anonymous source talking to the Herald Sun, did find it hurtful that neither of them had publicly denied the rumours, so that could Mm. be one explanation. Mm. The Herald Sun also wrote this, which I found quite funny. It's been suggested Walker has been pranked by a mate who posted the bizarre photo as a joke to his social media account without his knowledge. Only for the photo and the headlines to snowball. Sorry, it's giving my cousin hacked my MSN. (laughs) But like my dog ate my homework. Yeah. It's no good. I don't think we... uh, Look, we don't know for sure. Who knows what's gone on here? The My mate pranked me by hacking my account and posting a photo that they knew would be damaging to like the mother of my children I'm not sure I'm buying that excuse whoever gave that to the Herald Sun I find this to be an incredibly confusing story and I'm not sure if we've gotten to the bottom of it yet no all I will say is that if Carrie and Tommy aren't dating which my gut says they aren't then I do feel sorry for them because it would be an incredibly awkward dynamic to be trying to go to work with someone when everybody is trying to deduce whether there's something romantic between you. Like imagine trying to turn up to work and do your job on radio, worrying about whether you guys sound too friendly or Mm. when that's so core to your job. Yeah. It would be tough. I agree. I think it would be really tough. That said, 
it's not out of the realm of possibility to me. These two have so much chemistry sure. and have been such good friends for so long. There's not even, like, I know an age gap has not stopped people getting in a relationship in the past anyway, but there's not much of an age gap there. I think it's five years between it's them or less, something. less, I think, yeah. I, I ship it. Uh, <laughs> Am I alone? I ship this. No, no I, I, um, it's just tough when it's local people. I do ship it if that's what they want it to be. That's what I'll say. Oh, you're waiting for me to answer, aren't you? I ship it. I don't think it's a thing, though. No. I think they're just best mates. I think they're just good mates. Our second story. <laughs> Selena Gomez wants the Hailey Bieber hate to stop. Does she? That is from CNN. God, I hope this is our last update on this. I hope we never have to speak about this again. If you guys missed the developments in the world's most draining internet feud over the weekend, here's what happened. On Saturday, Melbourne time, Selena Gomez shared an Instagram story to her 400 million Instagram followers that read, Hayley Bieber reached out to me and let me know that she has been receiving death threats and such hateful negativity. This isn't what I stand for. No one should have to experience hate or bullying. I've always advocated for kindness and really want this all to stop. After posting that, or around the same time anyway, Selena followed Hayley Bieber on Instagram. Hayley followed her back. Yes. Then Hayley wrote this on her Instagram story. I want to thank Selena for speaking out as her and I have been discussing the last few weeks how to move past this ongoing narrative between her and I. The last few weeks have been very hard for everyone involved and millions of people are seeing so much hate around this, which is extremely harmful. While social media is an incredible way to connect and build community, moments like this only create extreme division instead of bringing people together. Things can always be taken out of context or construed differently than they were intended. We all need to be more thoughtful about what we post and what we say, including myself. In the end, I believe love will always be bigger than hate and negativity and there is always an opportunity to meet each other with more empathy and compassion. What do we think? I <laughs> have a lot of thoughts on this. Where to begin? I think my first thought is that I don't understand why the PR teams in both of these camps are thinking that a wishy-washy statement about kindness over trumping hate will work again. Mm. The vagueness of these kinds of statements won't work. You need to go really hard at this and say something far more specific than what they're saying. I was about to say, where is the specificity? Yeah. Like the platitudes of I'm for kindness and love or, have also just, sorry, been proven to be kind of false because in the past we've heard those platitudes and then we've seen this feud re-emerge and be even more inflamed than the last time. The timing of this as well, I find really odd. Like in my mind, this had sort of died down. I had stopped thinking about this for the first time in a month and then all of a sudden <laughs> we're talking about it again. Why now? And that, I think that's the confusing thing to me is that if these two or Selena in particular, because I do, in my opinion, think there was a lot of responsibility on Selena to pull her stands in line mm. if this was something that she wanted to do why didn't she do it as it was happening the wording is interesting not to get all year 12 english analysis what, on us. Hayley bieber reached out to me yeah i find that opening sentence and you pointed this out to me first zara i didn't even notice it and then you said to me what do we think of the opening line and ever since you said that to me i've been stewing on it and i think you were onto something Hayley bieber reached out to me and let, let me, me know, know she's been receiving death threats Sorry, you, where have you been? You knew. You this commented. Was, you commented. You commented on people calling her a bitch and on videos saying that she's a mean girl. And you commented on videos calling her out and being really quite nasty. 
I know that's not death threats, but you knew that people were being harsh towards her online and the whole internet had turned on her. This also made media. So I don't even buy the excuse of, oh, well, I was off social media. Everyone knew. Every publication under the sun was writing about it. your PR team would have been all over this because you're the centre of headlines. Their job would be... You know, across tracking it. this. I have to say I was frustrated by that that line. Hayley Bieber reached out to me and let me know. Because I think it's like be stronger in these scenarios to say everything that I'm seeing online right now about Hayley Bieber is completely unacceptable. Mm. The way you are treating her is completely unacceptable, no matter what's happened between us or something like that. This all feels weak to me. I do think Hayley's statement is too vague. I think she needed to come out and say something stronger as well. She needed to take she needed to address the eyebrow post directly. Who is advising these people with PR? I don't know. I hate to get on this podcast and act like we are the experts, but I wholly <laughs> believe they're going about it wrong and they've been going about it wrong for years. And, and that's, that's how why. we found ourselves here. Completely. I don't think this is the end of it either. They still hate each other. Of I course. think it's so clear that they hate each other and I don't think either of them are prepared to move beyond it. We can say all the platitudes we want about love being bigger than hate and da-da-da-da-da. You still subtweet each other. You still fan the flames every time this pops up every six months. Also, I think the line from Selena, which is Hayley Bieber reached out to me, infers that she's only doing this because Hayley was basically begging her to, which is like infers to me that she wouldn't have done this on her own volition, that it got to a point where Hayley had to be like, please, you need to do something. It positions Hayley as she's been begging me And I am now going to acknowledge her existence three weeks later when everything's died down and reinvigorate it all again. I don't know still what to make of it. I don't feel particularly hopeful that it is over. I still feel annoyed that Justin is completely silent in all of this and hasn't for one second come out and said anything when I think that would be helpful as well. I also find it semi-interesting context after those eyebrow photos that started this whole thing a month ago that sent everything into a tailspin. Kylie Cosmetics has quietly launched its first mascara in the weeks since, right? They've never had a mascara. They've finally released this mascara. Around the time of the eyebrow post, there was speculation in the beauty community Are these eyebrow posts or is Kylie Jenner taking close-ups of her lashes trying to promote and trying to like build hype for this upcoming mascara. We now know the mascara is in the world. It is feasible to me that those posts which were misconstrued were to promote this mascara and it all went horribly wrong. It makes the most sense to me. I just don't understand why they wouldn't have said that at the time. And I don't understand that this was an accident, question mark, question mark, question mark. Like there's still so many unanswered questions, literally. It would have made sense if they came out and said, no, Kylie's (sighs) launching a mascara in two weeks. You'll see it in two weeks. I think sources came out to the media, but again, no one wants to put their own name behind like a specific statement when it comes to Kylie could have done it if she wanted to avoid the hate. So I don't don't know. It's confusing. As a little aside here while we're talking about Selena, there are reports now that Selena and Zayn Malik are dating a tiktok user named clarissa said that her friend and i this is pretty shameless I'm, the home of very verified reports me saying that i didn't like flimsy reporting and then just re-reporting flimsy reporting said that her friend had seen selena and zane at her restaurant she's a hostess at this restaurant holding hands and making out we have no proof but we do have a report from page six that they might have had a fling a decade ago when Taylor was dating Harry. <laughs> I believe this, sorry. Again, I don't know if I just really love a fake report, but I think this adds up and sounds legit. I think that they are seeing each other as well. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah. Well, 
Why? You just got a gut what? feel? No, I was just like, I don't know what to believe. Everything's confusing. <laughs> Aww, <laughs> such a vibe. Coming up after the break, we need to talk about Gwyneth Paltrow's ski crash court case and also Harry Styles and Emrata. But first, a word from today's sponsor. Our third story, Gwyneth Paltrow questioned over friendship with Taylor Swift in ski accident trial. That is from The Independent. Two weeks in a row for Gwyneth on Shameless. Yeah, Gwyneth hasn't had this much airtime in years. Just generally. She's everywhere at the moment. She is. Last week, it was, of course, the bone broth, IV, rectal ozone therapy interview that we spoke about. This week, she's in headlines because of a court case where a 76-year-old man is essentially accusing her of causing him significant injury in a 2016 ski accident. He says that Gwyneth crashed into him, collided into him on the ski slopes, causing broken ribs and a serious concussion. I'm so kind of confused and maybe we've said this now about every story today (laughs) but maybe we're just sort of we are confused yeah but do we think the podcast interview is at all linked to this because i know some people are trying to speculate wait was this interview a distraction but if it was a distraction it wasn't a very good one (laughs) we haven't exactly been distracted we've been talking about it more than ever i think we're more interested in this case because of the podcast interview yeah no i i don't think this is planned pr i think this is just an oopsie i totally (laughs) i think you're totally bang on (laughs) anyway the backstory is is that in 2016 gwyneth paltrow was skiing in utah with her family she collided with this 76 year old man who claims he sustained a brain injury and the fractured ribs this man says she caused the crash and therefore owes him three hundred thousand dollars in damages gwyneth countersued and said the collision was the man's fault and that she should get a single dollar in return yeah and her legal fees as well we also should note that he was initially trying to sue for three million dollars that figure has come down to three hundred thousand dollars If that dollar thing sounds familiar, of course, Taylor Swift once did the same thing for that very infamous groping trial that she was a part of. I think it's really telling that Gwyneth has taken this to trial because I think in most of these cases, we would never find out about these stories because celebrities would generally settle before it gets to this point Mm. because nobody really wants to A, give up a week or two of their life to sit in a courtroom and do this. Well, she's got goop to run, right? Yeah, and B, because it's so public and you're going to have people talking about you. The fact that she has decided not to settle on this and take it all the way to trial and counter sue as well says to me that she feels very confident that she can get the outcome she wants. Yeah. Look, I've been doing some reading on this case this week and it's an interesting one. Yes. Let me put it that way. Most curiously, perhaps, is this man's prosecution lawyers. Some of the line of questioning that they have given Gwyneth when she testified is truly something to behold. We're going to play you the snippet where the prosecution lawyer quizzes Gwyneth on her friendship with Taylor Swift. (laughs) couple years ago in 2020, you didn't know anything about Taylor Swift's $1 symbolic damage lawsuit? Just relevance, Your Honor. Counsel? Because I asked her about it at the time, and and she she denied it. Correct. Can you answer the question? I was not aware at the time. Are you good friends with Taylor Swift? No. Overruled? You're not good friends with Taylor Swift. I would not say we're good friends. We are 
friendly. I take my kids. I've taken my kids to one of her concerts before, but we don't talk very often. You've never given Miss Swift personal, um, intimate gifts for Christmas. I just. <laughs> it's not just that though. There are other snippets that I'm going to insert after this <laughs> where. Gwyneth is being praised by the lawyer from the other side, we need to remind you, for her height, her fashion sense. It's like they're kind of she's trying to like impress Gwyneth, but it looks kind of embarrassing. Here's a compilation of other snippets from the courtroom. And just to remind you as well, this is the opposition's lawyer. You were wearing goggles, a helmet. Yes. Okay, kind of looked like everybody else on the slope. That's always my intention. Okay. Probably had a better ski outfit though, I bet. I still have the same one. <laughs> May I ask how tall you are? I'm just under 5'10". Okay. I am so jealous. I think I'm shrinking, though. You and me both. I have to wear four-inch heels just to make it to 5'5". Five five, well, so. They're very nice. Well, thank you. And you're not trained in accident reconstruction. Me? Yeah. No. Neither am I. I was yelling at him. Pretty loud. Pretty was, forceful. I was pretty upset. Right? You're yeah. small but mighty. Actually, you're not that small. Okay. And I'm assuming, and you're under oath here, <laughs> that you're a good tipper. Yes. Okay. Fantastic. I wouldn't expect anything less. I just, I need to get an understanding of what the fuck is going on. Again, very confused. Yeah, I know. I think people are generally watching on being like, this feels like an SNL skit. Yes. Like what would be an SNL skit. <laughs> but unfortunately... It's true. It's real life. Some of the fan edits of this are, dare I say, quite funny on TikTok. People are putting like sarcastic music under the underneath the line of questioning from like Law and Order SVU and stuff. It's, it's just a good time. Just go watch it's it. A total, it's a total good time. <laughs> Our fourth story, speaking of a good time, Harry Styles and Emily Ratajkowski seen kissing in Tokyo. That is from E! News. <laughs> Look, guys, I'm certainly not shocked by this pairing at all. But I was definitely shocked <laughs> by the way this story was made public. In case you missed it, there was some iPhone footage of these two macking on in Tokyo that was published by the Daily Mail over the weekend. Harry is in Tokyo because he's on Love on Tour. When does that tour end? Never. It's a never-ending tour. It's never-ending. But there's sort of um, both have their mouths pretty wide open. <laughs> and they're like licking it. <laughs> Sorry, but that's what's happening. <laughs> this, if you haven't seen this video, I think can only be described. And I think to, to level with Harry and Emrata, I think we've all had a kiss in our we've time, which is incompatible. I would absolutely say we've all been there. <laughs> I might have been 16. <laughs> we've all been there. I might have had braces when it happened to me, but they go left, you go left. You both. It's the both open mouths for me. I was shocked. These are two of the. So there was some interesting and funny commentary on Twitter being like, these are two of the hottest people on in the world, and this is how they kiss each other. And also there was other little videos of them like jiving together in a really daggy way. And I was like, this is so. They are leveling with us. Yeah, no, I feel like they're more human perhaps than ever. They're leaning against a van, and at one point you can see the kissing ain't sinking like something's not quite gelling and then M tries to go even deeper like she grabs his head to try and re-sync up 
and it just it just wasn't working for me. <laughs> it wasn't working he was in this like baggy black suit with no tie which feels very harry dare i say <laughs> the hair was also oh he, he was he's got this all... little ponytail <laughs> <laughs> can we discuss can sorry i'm i like harry i'm not a no, harry stan what is with the shitty like toddler-esque my one-year-old niece has a little ponytail on her head that is very reminiscent of Harry's hairstyles right now. I thought we were ignoring it. <laughs> That's what I honestly thought. It's not working for him. It's not my favourite, <laughs> but I think when someone's in your past basket, this is what they're in your past basket for. You let these things slide. I think Harry maybe gives me the ick in regular clothes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on stage? It's like, oh my, oh God, my God. God. Back in real life, <laughs> anyway, now this is the first time that Harry has been publicly linked with someone since he broke up with Olivia Wilde in November. Emrata has been, I think, more public with the people that she's been dating. She was papped with Pete Davidson. She also went to the basketball with Pete Davidson. Mm. She was then sort of seeing Eric Andre mm. and everyone was like really getting behind that. And then they uploaded that naked sort of viral mirror shot on Valentine's Day I am surprised because Harry Styles does strike me as a fairly private celebrity. Like he doesn't want you to know much about his relationships. Mm. I don't know how this footage was made public or how there was just someone there filming them. There was, did you see the clip where someone's trying to shield them with an umbrella? Like clearly someone in their team. <laughs> the one where they're dancing, there's a man who's kind of like walking around with an umbrella around them trying to shield them, which I found very funny. On the Harry Styles thing. I don't think this kiss with M was even remotely serious. I know he hasn't been spotted with anyone since Olivia Wilde. But he's been linked. But there are rumours aplenty about the people he maybe was casually dating in Australia. Yan Yan Chan, the mm. very famous model and influencer's name, repeatedly came up in headlines. There was also grainy shots of him the day after kissing M Rada with Kiko Mizuhara, who's another model who lives in Japan. So, like... I don't think this is serious. I think this was the equivalent of a dance floor patch and one that didn't look particularly yummy. No, no, not at all. <laughs> I also do have to say... <laughs> yucky. It, oh, it, I wouldn't go as far to say that. Come on, Michelle. We've all no. done it. We've all had it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, actually, you know what? Don't drag us down. Um, I also have seen lots of headlines around and lots of articles saying... Emrata begging for forgiveness from Olivia Wilde <laughs> after this. Her and Olivia Wilde were spotted hanging out at the Vanity Fair Oscars party earlier this month. Emrata was also a guest uh, last June, and I think it was in Paris of Harry Styles' mm. concert. She was there with Olivia Wilde. They're friends. They are friends. Do you think you'd be annoyed if you're Olivia Wilde? Or at this age, are they all just very mature and don't care? No, you'd be annoyed. They were together for two years. It wasn't like Olivia and Harry was some fling. If I broke up with Mitch and then Annabelle came <laughs> <to> my, <laughs> and then Annabelle, Annabelle. It, also, it also hasn't been very long. They only split in like October. No, November, yeah. So it's Annabelle. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I would never. Speaking of our fifth story, Olivia Wilde's net worth revealed amid claims Jason Sudeikis is putting her in debt. That is from News.com. Yeah, Harry into an Olivia story. What a ride. Olivia's legal battle with her ex-fiancé and father of her two children, Jason Sudeikis, is raging on. Despite this, oh, well, we think they were set up pap shots, right? We had some. I think it's fair to say they were set up pap shots. We had some set up pap shots of them looking very chummy earlier this year, hugging each other, smiling together, having a great time. 
Despite those photos, leaked legal documents this week have revealed that things are perhaps worse than ever between these two. Yeah, Olivia Wilde's basically said in these leaked documents that Jason is trying to litigate her into debt. This is the quote from these leaked documents. While Jason can afford to spin his wheels with filing after filing, Olivia cannot. Jason seems intent on throwing whatever he can against the wall to see what will stick. And this request for order seeking a stay of the California parentage action is just the latest example. It went on while the details of Jason's finances are presently unknown as he refused to substantively respond to basic discovery. She is aware that he is far wealthier than she is. Jason should not be permitted to litigate Olivia into debt. I shudder to think what they would be spending on legals right now. Oh my God. Now guys, these were somehow obtained by the Daily Mail. Also included in the leaked documents was Olivia Wilde's personal financial information. It revealed that she is worth upwards of $10 million that's USD, not AUD. It was also revealed that she has spending of over a hundred grand a month. That is including her mortgage. More than half of that one hundred grand is spent on her home. And I know a net worth of ten million dollars USD is quite a lot, but I think once the numbers are broken down, as the documents are, that it's not like she's kind of drowning in disposable cash. Mm. And these legal fees would be actually astronomical. Astronomical. Mm. Olivia wrote in the filing, we were scheduled to start working with a family therapist in California in mid-January. I thought things were calming down and we were going to move forward in a more amicable, respectful fashion. Instead, I learned on Jan 10, 2023, that the entire time I was negotiating the parenting time schedule in California, Jason was plotting to proceed with the New York child support proceeding behind my back. Jason's underhandedness and bad faith in these proceedings is astounding. I am completely perplexed Mm. at why he believes that engaging in intimidation or trickery will serve him or our children's best interests. Yikes. Now, keep that date in mind. Olivia's own quote has just said Jan 10 is when everything went really sour between them. That date is so interesting because the set up pap shots of them hugging and smiling that we mentioned earlier were published on Jan 28, over two weeks later. And when those pap pics were published, all the publications said they were brand new photos taken that week. So did these two do those photographs together purely for optics while having this incredibly messy stash behind closed doors? And if so, the smoke and mirrors of life as an A-list celebrity is semi-terrifying to me. It's incredible because I don't think there's any beating around the bush when it comes to maybe the disdain she has for his actions at the moment, Mm. right? That's pretty clear from these leaked documents. But do you have to do a set-up pap shot with someone who you're really angry about and pretend to be engaging them in civil, polite, engaging, funny conversation. Oh, I'd be a terrible actress. I mean, it's a good thing they're both actors. <laughs> he looks like he's acting in that though. Remember the video? He looked like he was acting, in my opinion. Oh. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Did you say that when we talked about the pap shots or I'm is this just sh- a hot take no, with the gift of hindsight? I said that, I'm sure. <laughs> Did you? I don't I, well, I thought it. I've definitely thought it for a while. <laughs> I definitely have. Anyway, I mean, I really hope for these kids' sakes that this is sorted soon, but something tells me it won't be. Our sixth story, Reese Witherspoon and Jim Toth announced plans to divorce. That is from the Sydney Morning Herald. Saw a funny tweet on Twitter this week that I actually that can't is remember. Where you find tweets. <laughs> where, who said it? And someone just retweeted this and said, who's Jim? <laughs> 
actually thought it was quite funny. Who is Jim? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's reminding me of when we talked about Tony Collette's husband. It's like Dave. Yeah. Dave something. <laughs> Grisecki? Galafassi? Oh, yeah, Galafassi. You're absolutely right. It's probably not right. Yeah, no. Just like bad Barbie wasn't right yeah, last I week. Know. I'm pretty sure it is bad baby. It's bad baby. We got it wrong. <laughs> oh, she's snorty. I just, yeah. We're not right. that good at our jobs sometimes. We are. Oh, I, we're just not that good at pronunciation sometimes. <laughs> Reese Witherspoon has announced she and her husband of 12 years, Jim Toth, are divorcing. She posted a statement to her Instagram account on Friday, Mish. Yeah, it read, It is with a great deal of care and consideration that we have made the difficult decision to divorce. We have enjoyed so many wonderful years together and are moving forward with deep love, kindness and mutual respect for everything we have created together. I wonder if I told chat GPT that I was a celebrity going through a divorce announcement, it would turn out. I mean, they all kind of follow the same formula. Moving yeah. on with deep love, respect. We've never loved each other more. Now, Jim Toth, for context, is a former Hollywood agent. The couple have a son together, Tennessee. Reese Witherspoon, of course, has two kids with her previous husband, Ryan Philippe. I I don't actually know much about these two. I feel like Jim Toth has managed to live a, a relatively quiet mm. life, at least in my mind, um, <laughs> despite being married to one of the more famous women in the world. I hope he's not like trying to make it into the big time or something. Well, I think he <laughs> was pretty big time in terms of Hollywood talent agent. Okay. But just more behind the scenes big time. So fair. I wonder if anyone else is in the same <laughs> camp as I am as a bit of a tangent. And the only thing that they can remember of Jim and Reese Witherspoon is that time they were arrested in 2013. Do you guys remember this? Oh, yeah. This is my favourite celebrity story ever. If you missed this, Jim and Reese were arrested and briefly jailed after Jim was pulled over. Now, he was pulled over on the suspicion of driving while intoxicated. So, obviously, that's not my favourite part of this story. No, quite serious. My favourite part of the story is what happened once they were pulled over and out of the car. According to reports at the time, Reese did not have her flashest of moments. No, she she got a little, we'd say, chirpy, I think. <laughs> now, according to the police report at the time that was published in Variety, I went back and found this. This is what it read. Mrs. Witherspoon began to hang out the window and say she did not believe that I was a real police officer. <laughs> I told Mrs. Witherspoon to sit on her butt and be quiet. According to the report, she stated that she was a US citizen and that she was allowed to stand on American ground. <laughs> it went on. Mrs. Witherspoon asked, do you know my name? I answered, no, I don't need to know your name. I then added, right now. Mrs. Witherspoon stated, you're about to find out who I am. Mrs. Witherspoon also stated, you are going to be on national news. I advised Mrs. Witherspoon that was fine. <laughs> <laughs> How these two completely, I mean, I know this story is top of mind for us, but I think this story is only top of mind for us because a year or two ago, we found ourselves on like a Reese Witherspoon deep dive. Like we stumbled on it when yes. we were doing a little bit of reading about Reese Witherspoon. And it's Witherspoon. brought me joy ever since. Yes, but she's managed to evade this pretty well. Yeah, I or is it just not that bad of a story from her? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's not the best, but I guess it's not as far as what some celebrities get up to. It's also been 10 years and she's done a lot since then. She has done a lot since then. And also, I don't mind it when a celebrity really celebrities, which is, <laughs> do you know who I am? I dare, I dare I say she's doing her job better than ever when she does stuff like that. Exactly. <laughs> Our seventh and final story. Grimes has changed her and Elon Musk's baby name to a question mark. That is from Jezebel. Grimes and Elon Musk 
haven't given birth to another child. They're just making headlines again for the funky names they choose to rename their existing children with. Yes. Now, to jog your memory, the couple have... Oh, I didn't Google that repronunciation before I wrote this down. XA something something, that first kid. <laughs> X-A-E. A-X-I-I, but it's Roman numerals. It's Roman numerals. It's something, right? And their second kid, Exodark Sidereal. I think it's Sidereal. Sidereal. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. but One of the characters isn't even from the alphabet. One of the characters in Sidereal is like a, as if like an A and an E had a baby. It's like cat dog. Do you remember that? (laughs) (laughs) It's like... (laughs) <laughs> it's like a cat at the front, a dog at the back. It's an A at the front, it's an A at the back. <laughs> they share a spine. Yeah. <laughs> Where do they get off thinking that they can name children like this? Anyway, so the first baby is two. The second one is one. The best thing that ever happened to this show was <laughs> Michelle's realising she was a snorter. Yeah. <laughs> She's right. Also. Once you break the seal once, I think it's broken It's true life. because over summer, <laughs> I was on a holiday and I snorted and I just had this like just dawning realisation that now I'd snorted once, Michelle, that you break the seal, you're a snorter for the rest of your life. And how have you gone? How many snorts since? Well, I haven't in the last month or two, I actually haven't, but I came back to work and I felt like they were falling out of me at a faster rate than I was happy with. You snort once, you will snort again. <laughs> I'm interested if there's any science behind this. Back to Elon Musk and Grimes. Now, you might remember that Exa, that baby, was first revealed in that weird 2022 Vanity Fair interview where a baby started crying upstairs and the journo was like, is that a baby? And she was like, oh, yeah, whoops, that's my kid. We were trying to hide my kid from you. Mm. Now, Exa is not Exa anymore. I mean, thank God, because they had one child who they called X for short and another child Exa. Well, this is, they actually used to nickname Exa Y. (laughs) And now she's clarified, Grimes has clarified on Twitter that Exa will now henceforth be known (laughs) as Y, the letter. This is an incredibly hard tweet to read out. Like Y, the letter, or Y, the word, W-H-Y, or just question mark. She went on on Twitter and said, but the government won't recognise that. (laughs) It's about curiosity, the eternal question, and such. <laughs> so the baby's name is question mark now. We've yes. Got, we've got X and X-A. question mark. Yeah. What is a worse name? Like I'm trying to think. It's not. Like arm pit. <laughs> what? Yeah. Like, what I don't, you- <laughs> well, I think if the government is not letting you recognise the name, it's time to part ways with the name. What do we think about that? As just as a final mic drop moment. <laughs> I think it's time for Grimes and Elon to take themselves a little less seriously. It is a little bit too seriously. But also, like, I love watching it from afar. That the child's going to have roll call in primary school one day and it'll be like, question mark? Or, or why? why? <laughs> I kind of love it. I, Sorry. No, you don't. Just like Harry's little stupid hairstyle. You don't love this. No, I do. I love I love both of those things. And that is all we've got time for today. If you want to support the show, you know what to do. Click follow on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your listen to your things. Mm, do all of that. Do all of that. What else? Just have a good day. Have a good life. Annabelle? I do want to add that I feel bad for negging Harry. Oh, we're back into <laughs> content. Oh, what did you say? I just want to say that, Harry, if you want to ever open mouth kiss with me, I'm open. Oh, I, yeah, I'd still open yeah. mouth kiss. Do you think you'd be compatible kiss with me? <laughs> we're really taking this down the road. I don't. Um, 
I don't think he's a good kisser. I'll make myself be a compatible kisser no. with Harry. If anyone listening to this has ever kissed Harry Styles, can you DM us tomorrow for your safe Friday? <laughs> Let us know if this was a one-off bad kiss, please. That's all, guys. See you on Monday. <laughs> Bye. Media. This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.